And I told her, I was like, I was like, Jesse's beard is looking extra beardy. It's getting good. I like it too because I'll have to shave in the morning. When I shaved this, I felt annoyed the first day. It was all gone. I was like, my face is cold. Oh, yeah. I don't like this. I don't like it. I wanted to come back. Well, but you, you just decided to shave it off? Well, I, got a long, I got a big haircut, and then I was like, since I have less hair, I'm going to shave my face. I haven't shaved it much. Yeah, can you have them to have somebody come on up? Oh. Alex, do you like Justin's beard? Yeah, I like Justin's beard. You like who? That's right. That's right. Okay. Good morning. Welcome to church. Um, please silence the cell phones. No food and drinks on this side. Uh, out this door to the left is a bathroom, if you need to use the bathroom. Um, it is a fellowship, so when the mic comes around, you, you know, about this distance is, is a good distance. Um, and take it away, Jesse. Woo, woo, let's go. We still have a minute until until eleven. Wow. Logistic time. Just in time logistics. Early and black. That's a good name for a company. Have you have you guys heard that word? Logistic time. I'm going to have hate. It means that. Yeah, I'll have hate explained in a minute. Because I just heard this morning. Have you heard that? No. But, like, sometimes in logistics, they use military time. Oh. What does it mean in the military? You've been in the military? No. Oh. Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with us. You can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line and uh, Hake will respond, will let me know and I'll respond to your questions or comments, all right? And good morning, y'all. Good morning, good morning. How's everybody? So I just heard a new word today and it's called logistic time. And so I grew up in the good old days when things was expected to be done timely. Everything just kind of fall in place, right, and be on time and do it in the right way. But I noticed that the millennials are not about that at all. It's like, okay, when we do it, fine. Let me get the hash done, fine. Let's just go on with it anyway. And it's been interesting to see this. So Hate told me this morning that the... Re- I don't know if he said that's the reason it's happened, but there's something called logistic time. You ever heard of that? No. Have you heard of that? Oh, what is it? Oh, you heard it, but you don't know it. Okay. Tell us what it is, hey, for those who don't know. It's actually called just-in-time. Oh, just-in-time. I thought yeah. logistic-time. Just-in-time logistics. Oh, Okay. And the idea, Anybody have heard that? Just entirely just it? Oh, okay. <laughs> it, I heard that 
with the supply chain problems that we've been having ever since the China virus shutdowns, right? Um, it's caused problems because people don't keep an inventory, a backup, because they have it so that they get their stuff delivered by the trucks and by the boats and all that stuff just in time. That they just in time before they run out of stuff. What a hard way to live, huh? And it's more efficient that way. You it's sort not efficient of, that way. Sort of. If <clears throat> all things being well, it's efficient and it works, and people can be. I don't know. You notice that that's how. Well, I guess I won't say that part. <laughs> no, don't say that part. <laughs> but yeah, it's called just in time, and I think it's just in time logistics. I read about it after the virus uh, shutdowns. Our society falling apart. Isn't that amazing? Everything good is being, everything evil is being called good. Everything good is evil. Yes. I, I can explain a little bit more about just in time. Just in you time. You heard about that before? Yeah, 100%. Well, they're not you too old to have heard about that. <laughs> it's actually a very, very, very old concept. Just in time is the assembly line that Ford pioneered. He got that from uh, the pig farmers who made it efficient to, t- to cut a pig apart. At work, the parts arrived just in time for me to install on the airplane. It's the most efficient way and the cheapest way to build an airplane. A warehouse well, full of parts. people don't be living that way. We... That's why, that's why your clothes are inexpensive, your shoes are, are inexpensive, your cars are inexpensive. You no, know, my clothes Just, are inexpensive because I went over there to that little, <laughs> what do you call that place? Thrift shop. But the person who bought them, bought them at Amazing. a good price because of just-in-time. And uh, this, the lockdown is what destroyed all of that because uh, when they... When, when, when everything so you're saying stopped, that people were living just-in-time before the Chinese virus? Yes. No. Oh, yeah. That's not true. Not, it's, it's not a Maybe people. they did it at a, with a company, but normal people didn't live that way. It's, this is for companies, manufacturing, oh. all your, your phones, well, see, that's a company your thing, cars. But normal people. It's not a people thing. It's a, a company thing. product okay. thing. All right. So any questions about anything? Anybody have a, a life this week and learn something about yourself? Yes, sir. I just want everyone to give a round of applause to Anthony. First time he's not wore a hat in a decade. Oh, man, we try to be serious. You have anything serious that happened this week? <laughs> Sorry about that, Anthony. All right, take the mic. We need to move on. Um, how are you doing? I'm all right. Did, did that meeting last week help you in any way? Um, yeah, I, I think I had a lot of new things to look at this last week. Will you help that all by looking at some of those things? Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> you talk to your sister? Every day. Oh, good. Yeah. So did you go and forgive? Not yet. And, and why not? Because I... <clears throat> I'm embarking on, and this is, you know, take it or leave it, an excuse, a reason, whatever. I just, there's a lot of moving parts, and I'm compartmentalizing on, right, like right now, I'm really focusing on watching my thoughts. That's like 
along with other things, that's what I'm choosing to take on in this atmosphere right now because it's it's a pretty severe life change, I think, to like really be conscious of every thought that comes into your head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, you know. No, it is. Um, it is. So I've, I don't know. In my experience of life, I feel like my um, my knee jerk reaction to anything is to go full steam ahead and charge ahead, and I experience burnout. And then, re- like, there's just things that come with that. And so this week, I just decided to be gentle with myself and focus on observing my thoughts and really saying as a practice all thoughts are all lies all the time that's like a that's a revelation (laughs) you know like that just doesn't like snap your fingers and then everything is different for the rest of your life like that's like a a thing where I get caught thinking about something and I'm, I'm like wait a second and I, I repeat that out loud over and over again um, and it's a really interesting experience to be open to that and to see that and what that's doing to my mind so rather than just like picking like I don't know I felt like picking up the phone and calling my mom and calling my dad I felt like I was doing a checklist and I felt like my heart wasn't in a place to be just taking everything on and be like I really want to be conscious of what I'm doing. I know. I love so that. That's yeah. You're not I'm not just, afraid. I just right. It needs to be right. And you're not just doing it just because I said do it or that was right. the problem. You're taking your time and growing into it. That's yeah. the way to do it. Which I'm also not opposed to somebody telling me what to do and taking it on. Right. Because I think that's also like if I don't, if you tell me to do something and I don't want to, that's kind of an indicator to do it. Absolutely. Which I do feel like I'm I'm aware of that. I'm not running from this. I just I need <coughs> for my own personal walk. I'm, I'm, this is how I'm choosing. And it also could change this afternoon. You know what I yeah. mean? It doesn't, I'm not glued to anything, but I really am finding the process of watching my thoughts. Nice. Pretty outstanding. It's amazing to see those thoughts. Huh? It really is. And it, it's, it's, <laughs> I don't know. And I, the, it, I'm, I'm finding myself having less thoughts, yep. which is also really weird. Because yep. if somebody asks me what I'm thinking about all day, I really can't tell you, you know, which, I don't know. It's, it's just revelation. Revelational? Is that a word? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, take your time. And, and you're right. Don't rush. Because a lot of people, they hear and they rush into it and they just get it intellectually, but nothing changes. Yeah. Then they start just quoting it, but not from the heart, only because it's from the mind. And the intellectual knowledge is evil. You should never hold on to it. It should go into one ear, not the other, and then wisdom will come. But most people hold on to the knowledge, and they feel good about that. And then they go out preaching it, and it's like the Bible thought the same thing, and nothing changed. Yeah. I, Their ego feels good, but nothing has changed. Yeah, I mean, I, I can enjoy my self-righteous indignation pretty quick. You know, I. What's righteous indignation? Just feeling like I'm the smartest person in the room. Oh, I yeah. already know. That's I, what you know, I can't be t- do. exactly. So I, I know that's a. That is 
part, whatever it happens in my life. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, like today, I didn't really want to come here today, not for any other reason than it just felt better to stay in my pajamas and be at home. <laughs> yeah, me too. But I also felt like <clears throat> it's part of, it's like going to the gym or anything else, all these analogies we can use, like there's a, there's a practice in the action of just getting up, showing up, and sitting here, whether I share, whether I don't, whether I hear, you know, just exercising whatever muscle that is just to show up. So, yeah. um, because I don't want to get caught up in like, well, I already know everything, and uh, you know, and sit at home and be self righteous, and that doesn't that that has not really worked <laughs> and it never oh, will yeah exactly yeah. yeah amazing yeah well stay with it take your time stay with it take your time and you'll grow into it you really will any questions about anything not yet okay how about you how, how did it go for you this week it went well jesse um i do have a question though for okay. you um I hear a lot of people, and including myself at one, one time, saying that, um, like, anger, like, most people think they don't have anger, or yeah. you have to be walking around in perpetual anger, like, foaming at the mouth all the time, then, but any little thing can set them off. Like, people think it's degrees to it, so, like, oh, I'm not angry. I'm not angry right now, but something can set them off. Can you talk about, like, people think there's degrees to anger. Like, okay, I, I'm a little angry or I'm just a little upset yeah. or I'm just foaming at the mouth, you know? That's another example of the knowledge of good and evil. Because I've noticed, and I hadn't noticed it before, but I've noticed it a lot lately, that people pick up, they'll go from group to group picking up information and, it, and it, they identify with it, then they'll quote it as though it's them, and they believe it. And you can't tell them, you know what, you don't have it. Yes, I do, you know. Well, you still have anger. No, I don't. But you see that the person has anger. And it's because knowledge, seemed, knowledge keeps you in darkness. Because to hold on to knowledge is evil. It's of the devil. And the devil will make you think that you know it and don't. I was uh, the guest on a guy's radio sh- uh, podcast show this, this week, and he said that he used to be a, he's an atheist now, nice guy too, but he said he's an atheist now, and to my surprise, he used to be a Christian, he said he went to the top, one of the big evangelical church, and things like that, and I believe he said he was like a teacher of it, a little young people teacher, and now he's an atheist. And I thought that's interesting that religion can turn you into an atheist. And the reason for it, because people don't really, they don't really see, they don't overcome their intellect. They grab hold of it and you tell them, let it go, let it go, and they'll still hold on to it. Because Satan is talking to them about how smart they are. You know what you're talking about. And God forbid that if they go and tell somebody else about it and that person says, oh, you helped me, it's over. They stuck in that intellect because they take credit for helping somebody else. They think they helped. They had nothing to do with it at all. But they happened to hear about the truth, and they told the truth to a person that really wanted to know the truth, and they'll get so deep into the intellect that you can't tell them. So anger, either you have anger or you don't. You can't have a little bit or a lot, and I use it at times, and I... 
Anger is the spirit, the nature of Satan. It's nature, it's nature. so you're living in Satan's nature. And when God, when you see that you're truly wrong for having anger, and you're going to forgive, God will take the nature of Satan's spirit, which is his spirit, away from your heart, and he will replace it with his nature, which is nothing but love. No judgment, no fear, no doubt. No matter what happens out there, you never overreact to it. You never get mad about it. You raise your voice, but you won't be mad, right? And so anyone that tells you they have a little bit, or they have this, or they're lying. They're still of their father and the devil. They have not been born again of the heart. And then once you get the light in there, the light destroys the nature of the devil, which is the ego, the vices. And that's why I tell you, don't call yourself your vices. You're not an alcoholic. Stop identifying with yourself because life and death is in the power of the tongue. And if you go around to an alcoholic meeting every week and you stand up, hey, my name is Jojo and I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. You're going to stay an alcoholic. And you're going to say, well, I haven't had anything to drink in a month, in a year. You're still an alcoholic because you stayed to drink. That's not freedom. You can do things in moderation and still be conscious and be fine. But you've got to stop saying you these things because you, you, it's like what the young lady was saying about the thought thing. She's now saying and she's right. That's not my thought. I'm not those feelings. Even though it looked like it's, not work, it's working because she's saying, I see you, devil. That's not me. And eventually she wants to say it anymore because she become the daughter of the father. It'll just be a natural state to live in. So anyone that has anger, period, is of their father and the devil. Either that spirit has been taken out of you, rebuked from you, or it has not. And there is no in-between. You can't serve two gods. And angry people are serving the devil. And God said, don't trust the devil people. They can't be trusted. That makes sense? Either you have that spirit or you don't. It does. Because um, even with me, I'll speak on myself. Like I used to I'll walk around before joking, you know, happy. Yeah. And I don't think I have anger, but one thing will set me off. And yeah. Then it takes it all away. But I think mo- a lot of people are walking around like that. A whole lot of folks. Even though who sit still and know God, they still have anger. It's just all cover up. And we're, I'm bringing this out because so you can see it in yourself. And once you see it, don't deny what you see. Watch it. Don't do anything about it. Don't condemn yourself. Just watch it. And the light of God will take it away. He really will. But if you deny by by running away from it or playing music or making a phone call or whatever, turning on the TV in that moment, you're not going to overcome it. You're just not. Amazing, huh? Thank you. Yes. So have you overcome anger yet? I'm not sure, Jesse. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I'm not. I, I think I'm getting there, but I'm not sure. Right on. Because um, certain things, well, I would get triggered by certain things, but I would realize that I'm triggered. I do watch it. Nice. And I have let it subside, like recently, like someone says something, just try, try to insult, insult me, so to speak. And, uh, and I wanted to go right back at them, but... I just relaxed and Perfect. let it be. So, And um, that's, that's overcoming the nature of the devil. Like when they said that you felt like you wanted to go, but you didn't because you were able to see what you were feeling. 
and know that they're not your feeling, then the light of God is destroying, you're dying from the ego. And that's what the, one of the purposes of the light is to destroy the darkness. And that's why we shouldn't run away from anything, but let life happen, whether it seems good or bad, whether it's going to embarrass you or somebody trying to hurt you. You watch how you're feeling about it, quietly watch it, and go through it. The ego will die. But if you protect it, you're giving life to the, to the nature of the devil. Amazing. Well, that's good. You didn't go off if you could see it, and it's not you. Nice. I'm trying. I, I think I'm getting there. I'm not sure. I try but, not to judge it. But, yeah, don't, don't think that you are. Don't think that you're not. Because even to think you're getting there or to think you have it is a lie. Because all thoughts come from the devil. And the moment the devil says, oh, you got it. You, you didn't get mad. You're like, yeah. And somebody else waiting for you right down the road to knock you out. You know what I'm saying? Even to think that you made it. It's from the devil. Come with the mic. Good question. I'm just saying, well, why do you ask if we've made it, if, if to think that we've made it is a lie? To see that you can't see. <laughs> there are words, there are no words in God like that. There are no God's never going to tell you, oh, you made it. God's never going to tell you, oh, you don't have anger anymore. But you will see if you have it or not. And then if you're really working on yourself, to see that you have it will cause you to overcome it. Because in all honesty, it's not even you. Even the anger is not you. It's just the thing that made a home in your body. It's not you. And we have, nobody told us as little kids, that's not us. Don't identify with that. If, they had, if the parents had told us in an early age, we'd be walking on water by the time we were 12. Because we will only identify with the spirit of God, which would be the spirit of the parents. But they don't tell you that. They say, oh, you got anger, oh, you're depressed. Let's take you down to the therapist. And the therapist give you pills. What a mess, huh? How you been? I was thinking of you this morning. Where you been? Um, just, I had a sur- uh, small surgery and oh. trying to recover from that. Oh, okay. And, but I was going to ask you on that topic of anger, what, what about if you laugh at it? Nice. I mean, that's what I find myself doing is, and I don't know if that is even appropriate. Uh, give me an example of how you laugh at and why. Um, you know, I, it's, um, I had the surgery on my eyes because I had some problems seeing properly and somebody in my office said something to the effect that, oh, um, something about him trying to get a younger man, you know, and I just laughed. Nice. You know, it's just, it's kind of like a waste of oxygen is what I thought and I laughed. Well, as long as you were not trying to cover up the ego. I was. As long as that you didn't feel embarrassed and then to laugh about it, it was a way that you were trying to deal with it. Mm-hmm. But if it was laughter because it literally had no meaning to you, that's a, a different laugh. Yeah, it had no meaning, but he was trying to get my, go- you know, he was right. trying to get under my skin. And, right. And just kept on 
poking, 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 poking. And I just ignored and did you let him, him po- just po- right on. Yeah, I just laughed and just uh, kind of ignored him and went about my business. Yeah, right on. Um, I never left the room or anything, but uh, he just continued. He wanted to, you know, he wanted me to get upset. Yeah. And uh, that is perfect to just take it. And I just said, and, have a great day. And then watch how, <laughs> and while you're taking it, watch how the ego is feeling about it. Do you feel upset? Do you feel embarrassed? Do you feel worried? Do you feel like your reputation is being attacked? Do you feel like other people in the office are laughing at you? Just watch that so that you can overcome that. And that's what it means to another meaning for overcoming the ego. But if you run from it, no, rush back to your desk or didn't even talk about go it. off on the guy or... The other or people in the office started about talking about it, and, and I just kind of just went about my business. Nice. I was right there um, and just felt like, I don't know, it's seeing things differently. Because normally you would have to leave the office and walk down the road for a while, right? Yeah, because <laughs> I, I would that. be irate. <laughs> but now you're taking it. Yes. And, and, it, and it's not you that's taking it. It's not you. The real you don't feel anything about it. The you up here... It's the fake you down here that's feeling something about it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that has to die. And the world is doing you a favor when they attack you. The devil is doing a favor, too, when he attacks you in your mind and feeling. If you're, trying, if you're working on yourself, you would see that it's not you. Like this young lady said, like, wow, that's not my thought. I had never paid attention to that before. Then you're working on it, and eventually it'll be all done. Well, my coworker said something like, I just thought you were going to go off on him. And I, and I just said, it's a waste of my time, you know? It's that's just, right. And she says, wow. And that's all she said. She just said, wow. I thought you were going to just start chasing him or something. Give, because that's what she would have done. Well, and I that's just what you would have done, too, in your own, if you were not aware. Right. If you were not working on overcoming. So. Isn't that amazing? Yes, it was amazing. Stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with it. No matter what. I had what. some crazy... Crazy times with it, yeah. with it, with it. <laughs> um, some very, um, I can't even explain it. I can't even explain it. Some roller coaster rides. Uh, can you <laughs> give me an example of a roller coaster um, ride? I, I think I know what you mean, but I'd rather hear you say it. We, well, I, we're I trying just, to edify uh, one another. You know, it, it, I have a fear of death of mice. I mean, I just have a of fear mice? of mice. I don't care. It could be a little teeny baby, teeny tiny one. Right. And in my s- silent moments, at all these mice coming at me. And While you're doing the silent prayer? Yes. You see a bunch of mice? Yes. Really? Yes. And I was just like sitting there, and it was, it was, it was almost like I had to get over the fear I knew that I could I could feel that and I didn't I just closed my eyes you know close my eyes and because I get in a state where I don't have my eyes closed all the time I'm like in trance kind of right. and I my eyes are open I find and so then this was a way for me to to block that I just kind of went through it and just it's been um Obey. I know one of the last things you said to me was, "You got to figure out what's triggering that word for you." Yes. Oh, the word obey. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah. Well, it was brought to me. 
what was triggering that uh, work. Uh, what was and it? And it was, it, it was um, you know, I was raised with uh, six men. And so uh, it was my father, my four brothers, and my grandfather. So it was them all coming at me, I guess at certain times, because I was the youngest, and uh, they were just like, if I felt like I was being attacked. Right. And instead of hiding or, or I just like walked right by, but it's just been a roller coaster ride for me um, nice. to go through this. Well, and it's, it's been a good thing. It yeah. feels great after, but during, I, I come out, I mean, when I finally stop, I am sweating from head to toe. Nice. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just, it's like a workout, a full workout. It's go bizarre. through it, go through it, go through it. Really. It's when the does ego it stop? <laughs> when, and never, ever, ever ask that question of yourself okay. or anyone. Because it's going to be over when it's when over. When it's over. And you have to endure, 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 endure until the end. And you'll be fine. Most people can't endure to the end. It's kind of like reading a good mystery. Yeah. <laughs> you want to go back yeah. to it, but you don't know what's going to happen, so you don't know if you want to. So, but I find myself <laughs> still going back. It's, yeah. Uh, I had someone call me up yesterday, and they were like, oh, Jesse, I just, I can't, I can't do this. It's tough. I can't do this. This is too hard. I, I just, and they were like, I just can't do this. <laughs> this, doesn't make, <laughs> this is too hard. I realize I can't cry. Uh, right. I can't cry. Yeah. I don't cry anymore. Tell me a baby. So. You're a grown woman. I know. That's I right. know. I know. But, <laughs> you know, little things. I, I'm thinking, oh, why would I cry? But I don't cry. Now you see why the Christian would prefer to go down to the front of the church, accept Jesus, yeah. and, and pay their tithes, and, and, and pretend they're Christians. They don't <laughs> want to go through, they can't go through this death. That's why God said only a few will find that straight and narrow path, because the average person ain't going to go through no death like this. And they'd rather just have the preacher say, you've been saved. Yeah. You just named Jesus, you saved all in the name of Jesus. But to tell them to die... It's a different story. Yeah. And in order to live, you have no other choice but die. You must die. You have once to die and once to live. And there's no, once that ego death is done, that's it. No more dying. Do little kids do this? I mean, do, do you know, adolescents? Do ever, what? Uh, you know, go through the silent uh, prayer and, and find that they have to, do they ever? I, I doubt it. Because they need their little egos while yeah. they're growing up. And it's, it's when we become adult when we start to overcome it. Mm. But they use their egos as energy and all right. kind of stuff, right. right? So it's fine for the kids. That's why you shouldn't impose this on the kids. Now, if the kids say, hey, what's going on? I want to know. That's a different story. Well, but my grandson asked me what's going on. I want to know. And just tell them. I if did. Asked, I told him, and he says, well, next time you go, I want to go. Yeah, if he asks, <laughs> it's a different story. You're going to have to go on your own. You have to do things on your own. And um, I, I would never have him sit by me or, you know, that's... Why not? Because um, it's kind of like my zone. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why not. So you don't want that kid in your zone? Not, not at that point. Not at that point. No, I'm glad Jesus didn't feel that way with the kids. I'm sure he didn't. He was like, welcome to the kids. Come on down, little kids. Let's talk. <laughs> um, would, yeah, it, it's very... Uh, and I wondered if any kids ever go through 
Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't But so I don't know, so I don't know. But stay with it. I am. The deaf, and, and if you knew for sure it wasn't you, if you just knew this is not me, and you knew that the thoughts and feelings were not yours, it would be easier. It would be over with just like that. It really doesn't, it doesn't take long right. except for we identify with it as us. So it takes long gotcha. because we fight it. We, gotcha. we try to resist it. Okay. We don't really want to go through it, but yet we want to go through it. But if we already knew, you know, this is not me going through this. I'm yeah. going to relax yeah, yeah, yeah. and take it. No matter what happens, it'll be over just like that. You could walk out of this room free and never have to go hmm. through it again. But you're not convinced you. that it's not you. Thank you. That's I, why. I needed to hear that, I think. Yeah, that's why. But it's interesting when I hear testimony, and I, and I know how they feel. Because when I first started out, no one told me I had to do an ego death. I didn't know that. I just got to some point when I realized that just I had to die from that. And I'm like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> had I known years ago, I would have done it already, I think. But I didn't know I had to go through an ego death. And it wasn't easy. It just wasn't, but I didn't know it. I think had I known what it was, it would have happened faster. Right. And so now when the devil tries to tell me, it's no big deal. And eventually he's going to get so far away from you because in reality he has no power at all, zero. He's been defeated. He just roared like a liar, but he's not. He's a liar. He yeah. has been defeated. But you still believe him when you believe the thoughts. Right. And then he dumped the feeling on you, and then you think it's you. But yeah. it's not you. So stay with the Go prayer. With stay watching. And he's going he's gonna to really scream at you mm-hmm. and yell at you. Been there. And then if that doesn't work, he's going to go and get some of his little demons called depression or anxiety. He's going to like, come on, anxiety, go with me. Or, uh, or reputation. Come on, reputation, I need you. This lady is being too act like she got it. Well, and so yeah. reputation, all of them will come and yell like, oh, what would people think about you now? Right. It's, and, but don't fall for it. Well, and I am on a depression pill. You what? And uh, I have been on, on a medication for over 25 years. Wow. And so um, the, the sad thing is, is that trying to get off it, I would go into seizure. I would have a seizure. I take the chance of this is what they tell me. Well, I've been able to do it on my own. Yeah. I've not completely, but weaning myself off this junk. Nice. Um, and just by doing what you say, I'm, I don't have a problem. <laughs> you know, um, that wasn't me kind of. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm just keep on doing it. And so I'll I'm not a days. medical doctor. I'm not giving you the medical advice, but take your time. Yeah. Like this young lady was saying, just one step at a time and the light will guide you. Yeah. And the light will destroy the darkness. Something I've wanted to do for a long time. Nice. Well, I definitely see a change in you, that's for sure. Thank you. Stay with it. Stay. I remember when you first came, you're like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> what is this man talking about? <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, stay with it. Thank you. And as far as obedience, I would <laughs> urge, I would urge all men, not to marry a woman that will not obey him. He should not tolerate that for one iota of an ounce. Because women need him. But the man got to be right, too. You can't have mm-hmm. a beta male trying to tell a beta woman what to do. It doesn't work that way. 
and women can tell when men are beta. And so they, they ain't going to want that. There's nothing in him that's making, him, making her do, obey because she, she see the devil. You know what I'm saying? But a man, a real man should never, and not a, a real spiritual man who worked on himself and have overcome that fallen state, he should never tolerate. One, if, when you're dating, if she said, no, I'm not going to obey, you just get up and leave. <laughs> All right, bye. I'm glad you told me. <laughs> Because it's just going to be hell. It's just going to be a fight. Well, it's affecting everybody. My, my changes yeah. are affecting everybody in my family. My yeah. daughters, are lives are different. Yeah. It's just a chain. Amazing. It's great. Yes. Amazing. amazing. Well, keep Thank it up. You. Thank you. Uh, did I see your hair? No, I think I saw somebody. Yes, sir. Did I see your hair? Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. And I think uh, I saw yours too, right? Yeah. Okay. Did I miss anyone else? Nice singing. Everybody been amazed about your singing. We got to have you do it again. All right? Okay. Uh, yes, sir. I missed it last time. but You were late? I was late. You were missing it. I was on the... I was on that new time zone that uh, you were talking about, yeah. Yeah, you missed it. So okay. I was thinking about uh, what this dude said about uh, the degrees of anger. And it made it seem like a spectrum of anger. And, and you say there's, a, there's practical thoughts, but there's no, is there any practical anger? No. Because anger comes from feelings, right? No, the anger comes from the devil, and the feelings come from the thoughts, which is of the devil. But thoughts come from you the devil, too. You can't have the thoughts. Right. You can't have the feeling unless you have the anger. And that's why once you overcome the spirit of the anger then the feelings disappear too. And that way you can't manipul be manipulated in the world by anyone because they can't make you feel this way or that way or this way or that way, no matter what. And God said, and, and the world has a grip on us because from day one they start to hypnotize us and control us. And, and, but, and, so the, and the world's not going to let go, but you overcome the world. And you'll be in it and not of it, and not acting and thinking like the world anymore. Your, your mind will be renewed. So there's no, anger is evil. So any point of anger is evil, and you cannot trust an angry person. Okay, yeah, because I hear you get a lot of callers about righteous anger and stuff like that. Those are Bible thumpers. They have yeah. no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't know, like, maybe sometimes there's, like, a split second where you do act organically with anger. No. But, I mean, not, not that I do that, but... Right, no. I've seen people... Anger, I want you all to know to the depths of my heart that anger is evil. And I've talked to a lot of folks over the years who have anger, and it's been horrible for them what they've done to themselves, their children, in their relationships, at work, family ship, and all. It's just, there's no good in anger. Anger destroys children and because the children look up to the parents the way the parents should be looking up to God. And if they're looking at the parents, all they're getting is anger. And then sometimes fake love, which is anger, that's destroying the innocence of the children. You're causing them to be born into hell right into your hell because you become like what you hate. And anger is hatred. 
And unfortunately, we'll, this, uh, this country is pushing anger as good. They tell you, oh, okay, Lord, I got righteous anger. No, you don't. They don't even know what that means. Yeah. It just sounds good to say I got right. I'm cussing you out, but it's righteous. Right. Like Jesus. <laughs> I'm doing a righteous curse right now. <laughs> it's like when they say the no, no offense, but it's really offensive. I'm sorry? It's like when someone says no offense. Yes. But and they meant to be to do that because their hearts are wicked. Did you have a question? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Um, I wanted to ask you, I, I was, uh, I, I mean, it all ties together, but I wanted to ask you if you could um, kind of tell us your thoughts on where, you know, like this varying degrees of anger, to use the example we're on, to like the connection between this almost intellectualizing, well, is there some good anger or are there some good these things and the identity of the anger, right? Because I feel so, like you wouldn't try to justify what, something without the identity connecting you to it. What's the question for me? I'm sorry. What's the link in your, from your perspective of like the identity and then trying to justify something like varying degrees of anger or varying degrees of thoughts or, uh, you know, um, like perfect example, the Christian who calls in and says, well, what about my righteous anger? They're identifying with like something Jesus did in the Bible. So they're saying my anger is good now. And I wonder how in the intellectualizing of things like different degrees of anger and the identity within, well, this little bit of anger that I have is good because it saved me from this thing or it helped my, my brother-in-law from whatever. I'm wondering where the identity and the anger connect and how, you know, no one wants anger, but we all talk about, oh, it's good to have some anger because we but identify with it. But there are people who love their anger. Yeah, People they identify with anger, it. Yeah. yeah. So, but your question for me is what? what is, where do you think the link between the identity, or what do you think the importance between the identity of, say, the anger, and the actual like reality of there is no good anger, but people struggle to get rid of it because they identify with it, it seems. Their whole identity is around their righteous anger like Jesus. Or I'm not quite getting the... the okay. Just, you know, just ask, I, I, it sounds like you're on to something, I, I'm a, but I'm just, ask, just ask the question. What is the connection, in your opinion, between the identity and intellectualizing something like anger? What is identity? Um, <laughs> not what the? Peanut gallery? Do you understand the question? I don't. You okay. don't understand? Maybe it's for a different time. No, I'll no, have no. To, I, because it's... It seemed like you wanted to ask something. But yeah, I, I do. But, I, I'm asking it as best can I can. Just, oh, I understand. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Do you understand what... the question? She oh, fair enough. All right, well, we need to move on. That's fine with me. Maybe it's a question for yeah, another if it week. come clearer, yeah. let me know. That's about as clear as but, I can put it for today, but maybe mm-hmm. next week. Who knows? No, it may come to you now. If it yeah. comes later, let me know. Yeah. I'll raise my hand if it does. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yes, sir. To put it simply, what, uh, what the man, uh, man before me said, you try to find out if there's a connection between a person identifying anger and a person rationalizing it. And I don't think there's much of a difference at all. It's the same thing. Rationalizing and identifying is the same thing. Yes. And that's the pro- uh, uh, problem. Huh? Uh, hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry? Like people, people identify it first and then they rational, try to rationalize it after they identify right. the anger. Yeah, it's if you don't identify with it, you're not going to rationalize with it. It's only if you think you're right for it. As far as I'm concerned, 
Anger is just uh, just the root of all addictions. Amazing. Interesting. Um, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right. You all right? Yeah. Yeah. You have a little more peace now. Yeah. Did you? Uh, okay. You've been doing a silent prayer and all that. Yeah. Okay. Good. I do miss a day here and there, but. I'm sorry? I said I do miss a day here and there, but generally speaking, yes. So you're not doing night. it every morning, every night? No. You think God would plan when he said, stay with it? No. You know, when God said, pray without ceasing, you thought he was like, you know what? Uh, I know, know, but I'd be saying I'd be lying if I said I did it every day and every right, night. I don't want you to lie. Yeah, I just, so, I just want to encourage you. The yeah. devil doesn't take a break. Yes. And he looked for any little point of unconsciousness to come in and destroy you mm-hmm. by deceiving you. Yeah. So I would recommend, mm-hmm. you know, that you practice staying with it. Mm-hmm. Put that first. Okay. All right? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So I realize, anybody else? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I have a question, uh, and I want feedback from the audience. I'm having my son basically said to me and my ex goes, uh, Dad, you're disappointing. Uh, Mom, you're disappointing. And um, we're both trying to think about it. And he goes, so we both apologize. And he he won't accept our apology. He goes, we did the best we could. You know, he goes, you know, it's just, I go, son, you know, you're 20 years old. You know, it's just like, yeah. Anyway. The thing I'm trying to figure out is there's three words that come into my mind, bar, B-A-R, bitterness, anger, resentment. So he's about, got that toward... About yourself or him? He's got that toward both dad and mom, and, and we're shocked right now that he has, he's brought it out like he's basically said to our face, hey, dad, you're disappointing. Hey, mom, you're disappointing. He's actually, first time he's ever confronted Why us... Why are you shocked by that? Because he said it to our face. And why are you shocked by that? Uh, because I just didn't think that, I think he would keep it in his head. I didn't are think, you glad that he, he finally said it to you, face? It's hurtful. And, and why? Uh, well, look, I, I, I mean, I guess the way I justify it is, I justify it four ways. I goes, am I a drug addict? No. no am no, I no. alcoholic? Hey, no. Hey, stay with me. Why is it hurtful that your son finally said that to you? Because I, I did disappoint him. So why would you be hurt by then? It was the truth. Did you say, you know what, son? That's the truth. I'm sorry. Yeah, we both, basically both of us said it. His and mom in so Santa Cruz down here. And so why were you hurt if it was the truth? Sorry, what's that? So why were you hurt if it was the truth? I guess because he's not willing to forgive us. But you're not either. I'm not willing to forgive him? Right. I don't understand that. What's sorry? Why don't you forgive him? Because you understand that you let him down. And that's why he's acting the way he's acting. So I have to forgive my 20-year-old? Yeah, you're like, son, you're right. I'm sorry. I did say that. I said, oh. I, I, I'm right. I'm sorry. I did the best I could. Right. right. And he goes, no, your, your best was not good enough. And he goes. That's right. But I'm thinking like, I'm not a drug addict, not alcoholic. Why are you thinking all that? Him. I didn't beat him. But why are you thinking all that? It because I'm going been... all these four things I, I didn't do. And it's like, 
But on. listen. Alcoholic, drug addict, didn't yeah. beat him, didn't, didn't, what, didn't, didn't swear name? at word, word at oh, Alex. Yeah. Come back. Okay, sorry. Stay present when you sleep. Okay. Don't be looking around at the yeah, clouds. Because you go unconscious, you just saying all these things. You don't even hear yourself. Okay, sorry. All right. Um, it, which is worse, to let your son down spiritually or to be a drug addict and raise your son? I guess spiritually, I guess? Yes. He'd prefer you be a drug addict than to let him down spiritually because he can't see the right way to go. Your light was out. My what? Your light. The light of God was not shining through you. So when he was growing up, he didn't see the right way to go. You wanted a good example for him spiritually. Well, he's got B-A-R, bitterness, anger, and resentment. Right. We ain't about, we're not talking about him now. We know all the fancy words. <laughs> But you were not a good example for him spiritually. Your light was out, and so you put his light out. So how do I redeem myself? By moving on with your life, leaving him alone at this point. And he will see the change, and he will forgive, and he'll be fine. So, Don't try to make him change, you change. Are you doing a silent prayer? No, I'm not. Oh, well, then suffer. You're trying to figure this out with the devil, and it's not going to work. Oh, it's, it's, Take shot. your eyes off your son, off your ex-wife, off anyone, and put them on you. Okay. All right? It's not about them anymore. It's about you. Just blown away. No, he, you should be blown away at you. No. All right. Okay. Yes, okay. ma'am. I was just saying, like, be glad that um, he told you. Yeah. So then you can see your response. You can see. I can hear. Oh, I don't know if it's working. I was saying, be glad that he that he told you, so that you can see how you reacted to it, and you can deal with it within yourself. But dealing with it in yourself, not for his. I don't know if it makes sense, but his response to you, but to to make yourself right. Yeah. And like Jesse was saying, forget about your son, forget about your um, his mom, and just. Do it yourself. Yeah, it's not about your son, it's about you. Your son is telling you the truth. Now you need to look at you so you can overcome the darkness of your imagination. All right? Okay. I have to tell y'all, you had hair? Oh, yes, Hake. Did I see your hair? Yeah. Okay. Then I have to tell y'all a little something that I realized this week. A super chat. From, super, super. From Mr. J, I believe. Okay. Hey, Jesse, how do you feel about one praying before a meal? I feel God knows your heart and knows you're thankful for all that's been provided, so it doesn't seem necessary. Just um, curious that guy, that brings me to the, when I was a guest on this show. He used to be a real evangelical Christian, really into it, teaching it, and all kind of stuff. And he said that now he thinks that when we when they had a Last Supper, did you hear that, Nick? What did he say? When they had a Last Supper, that we are eating Jesus' body or something. Transmog. There's a word for that where the the he he was saying that the Catholics believe that it becomes the literal blood and body of Christ, and he was saying that that's some weird cannibal stuff. I don't want to get into that. 
Yeah, something like that. But he meant well, and I understand, because being a Christian can turn you into an atheist. Especially an intellectual Christian. So I totally understand what he was saying. But when you, the only thing that Jesus meant about when you eat, eat to remember, drink to remember, take a minute, the food is on the table, look at it, stay present. And while you're eating, stay present. Don't get caught up how good mama food is, or this is so good, and you go unconscious. And then you drink instead of being aware of yourself drinking. The only purpose of it is to keep you present with God. Because if you notice when you eat, you forget, unless it made some cookies or something the other time. Right? Was it cookies? I went unconscious. <laughs> I got a cup of, was it cookies? Or? It was probably cookies. Yeah. It was so good. And I'm like, I'm going to stay conscious. And so I got a cup of coffee and the cookies, and then I put one a little cookie. Oh, God. Next thing I knew was I don't remember eating all the cookies. They were gone. <laughs> but he wants you, the last thing that men, especially men, have to overcome is, is food and sex because they're constantly being seduced with food and sex. When a woman, when you go to your girlfriend's house, what does she do? Offer you a meal. And if you don't act like the meal tastes good, she get mad. You don't like my food. Meaning that you don't like my drug. How am I seduce you if you don't love the food? <laughs> but it just means to be present of God. Don't be unconscious. All right? That's what it means. And I want you to test it. Next time you eat, see if you can, see if you can stay conscious through the whole meal. It's not going to work. Not that it would never work, but it's not going to work when you first start doing it, especially when you first start. That's all that that meant. All right? Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Um, let me see what I want to ask first. And this question is not a political question, so don't bring in politics. Um, did you hear about the, the uh, shooting in Memphis with the police officers and the black guy? Yeah, barely. A little bit. But huh? Huh? Beating, beating. Uh, oh, yeah. beating. You told Hobbo to beat me. A little bit. Not much, but yeah. <laughs> Have you seen it on news or anything? Um, I've heard a little bit about it, and I've seen some clips, but I don't really know much else. Uh, so you can't comment on it because I don't know a lot? I know some, so I'm, okay. I might be able to. What do you think about it? Um, I don't really have much of like an opinion on it, um, per se, but um, I did see some, I guess of the, the body cam footage. The body cam? Yeah, I saw oh, a little okay. bit of that. And um, I don't know, it's just uh, at like face value for what it really is, it's, um, it's a person who's not complying. It's a person who's being, I guess, uh, maybe erratic or just making the wrong decision that escalated and became what it became. Okay. Um, whether... Uh, I don't really feel any way about it, but that's kind of just at face value what happened. And beyond that, I don't really see or get into the was it right or was it wrong aspect of it. Who's seen the videos of the Memphis police black guy stuff? Oh, okay. All right. Uh, did I tell you what I thought about it? You ever heard my, what I said about it at all? No. So you saw it? Yes. Well, 
Have I said what I thought about it? No, you haven't. Okay. What's your, what do you think about that situation? Well, you know what? I just saw the videos, and I can't really conclude anything other than... I can't conclude anything besides that, you know, should... If that... if uh, Say his name, Tyree Nichols. If, if, if that man didn't... Uh, if he had not escalated, maybe things wouldn't have gone down that way. That's just the only thing I can conclude from the from what I saw, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is, and that's it. I don't want. I don't want to even go beyond that. Oh, okay. Uh, did, did, you, did you see it? Oh, you didn't see it. Do you know that a black man was hurt by some black police? No. You don't even know about it. Uh-huh. What the? <laughs> you don't have a TV. I don't watch the news. Nice. I watch. Oh, the hate news, <laughs> not the fake news. Joe, <laughs> no, you say you saw it? I did. Have I commented on it to you at all? No. Okay. What do you think about it? I think it's kind of interesting that people don't know what to do when somebody of authority tells you what to do. Like, when I was little, we learned to, if the police says to stop doing something, stop doing it. If he tells you to... I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. Um, you say you saw it, you saw it, right? What did you think about it? It was difficult to hear. Um, the the yeah the the boy crying out. Uh, however, I don't feel like there's enough information. I did, I mean I don't know what to think because what happened before the camera started rolling. So I, based on many of the principles I've actually picked up from you, I've learned to, I'm practicing keeping my emotions out of events like that. And uh, so that's, I made a concerted effort to do that. And I, I just feel like for me, I would need to, to see or I would need to see more information, know what happened leading up to what we uh, ultimately saw. Oh, okay. Did you say you saw it? What did you think about it at the time that you were watching it? Oh, then I'll come back to that. Uh-huh. Um, well, watching it and speaking on it, I would do that in more of like, you know, I, I take that stuff in in a more legal view. So when I saw it... Um, I thought really the same things I think when I see videos like this, regardless of race or whatever. One, don't break the law. Two, if you get caught breaking the law, listen to the police officers. And I don't care if they're telling you to stand on your head, strip down, just listen. Just listen. Uh, Comply. You might still get shot, but your best chance if you're breaking the law and you get caught is comply. Uh, People might have opinions about that, but that's what I thought about it. And as for what I saw, not just, you know, what I saw past the legal, physical side of it is it just seemed like a lot of people um, who were just, they were acting, they were reacting, they were behaving, they weren't, I didn't see a lot of like patience or awareness to the situation from anyone involved. Um, that's easy to say. I'm not the one being, you know, trying to subdue some person. I'm sure it's hard to do that job. I'm sure it's hard to be on such high alert all the time, but I didn't see anyone being considerate of anything outside of what was immediately 
in front of them, and I couldn't tell you if I think that's good or bad, but okay. you know, do what the cops say when they stop you, and maybe you're going to get a better outcome than what happened there. Listen. Obey. Okay. Funny enough. You said you saw it too? Yeah. And what did you think of it? Especially while watching. Hold on, take the mic. I just thought that was the whole situation was a lot of anger and a lot of the devil's actions. I mean, there was just I never, um, I never saw love in it, and it made it was just I had I had to turn it off. So when the cops were kicking and beating the guy, you didn't think they loved him? Oh no, no, they they it, there was never even an approach to communicate, you know. So. I just, um, a lot of anger. I thought those men were, had a lot of anger they needed to, sh- and it didn't matter who that person was or what he did. Okay. That's just my opinion. Was it hard to watch? Very hard to watch and, as a and, mom. And why? Up, because I thought about his mother. Uh, oh, for you some did? reason. Um, being a mom, thought about his mom. I thought this is somebody's child, you know, and, and uh, whew, a lot of anger there. I, I would hate to be the one that these cops come home to. And why was it hard for you to watch it? You say you had, it was hard to watch it too, right? It, yes. And, and why? I felt like my initial thought is that it was, it seemed excessive. Oh, okay. All right. Did you have your hand? That's all right. Okay. Yes, you saw the video? Yeah. And what did you think while I think, watching it? I think it was um, it was really interesting to see because it was black cops. So the reaction a lot on social media and people, it was like they couldn't use uh, the racism thing. So it was interesting to have to just look at evil, like she was saying, and not have something to blame it on. Um, and for most people, I don't think they wanted to. They just were like, oh, well. Or some people would still say it's you don't just they wanted to what? Uh, like it shows that people don't look at the real thing. Oh, they look at like you say we cover it up. We cover up the devil with different things. So I think it was interesting to see that element of it to be that. Um, and yes, he shouldn't have uh, resisted arrest and he shouldn't have ran. But I think two people could be wrong. And I think two things can be wrong. And I think, you know, yeah, it was it was complete overreaction on both sides. Because even the way they pulled him out of the car initially, before he ran, just seemed overly, uh, yeah. It was like, I don't know why that was. Now, we don't know. You've never been pulled out of a car like that? <laughs> I have, but I deserved it. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> But, yeah, so I think I think both uh, it was a good example of both maybe parties, you know, looking at two okay. wrongs. Yeah. All right, I want to move a little bit. What were you saying about it now, Dad? Uh, basically, we we learned as kids to you know the cops pull you over, do what they say, and I know for a fact that that works because all the little dumb things I've done in my life. But that's easy for you to say. You look white. No, they you I've had a white cop, guy. I've had cops pull guns on me. I've had cops do interesting things. And my, when I was younger, my little mouth was smart. And there's a couple times where I got what I deserved. Right. My point is that 
I've also, on the other hand, been totally illegal with stuff. And, oh, yes, sir, you know what? Uh, I didn't even see that. And it worked perfectly. It worked out just right. So I, I don't, you know, one thing I learned in my life is that the cops know more about what's going on than you know they know. And I know that because I went through some stuff and, and I learned it the hard way, unfortunately. Um, the thing about it is, though, they could also, you could also fit the description of somebody. And they can pull you over because you fit the description. Same, same truck, same style truck, same whatever. You look like, you look similar. And they can pull you over for those reasons. If you just do what they say, you'll be, in most cases, fine. Okay. So I didn't really, I, since I know that, because I've, I've kind of lived through some of that, I kind of know that what they're doing. One thing I did find out about that, though, is that this is a this was a special. Those guys were those police officers were in a special unit to deal with a high crime area. And if that's true, then you know it's it's a little bit things are already elevated right there. Right? Memphis. And another yeah. thing I found out, and if this part's true, it really kind of explains it all. They had to drop like the test for get to become a police officer. So the test is like, I mean, anybody can pass it. And when you do that, you know, you corruption goes goes up, and right. you're just dealing with thugs against thugs. And that's an interesting point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Rochelle, have you ever been stopped by the cop? Yeah, you look like you look <laughs> like an ex criminal. I've been stopped by the cop once. Oh yeah, <clears throat> and how did it go? Maybe twice, but I was oh, thinking when you guys it would were be quiet, you count up those other times. Too, no, right? it was just um, I got pulled over because um, I had forgot to put my tags, but then uh, the old me that was a mess. Right now, I forgot I don't have I have 2021 tags, and my strategy was so that I could get pulled over, so if I get a cute cop, I can flirt with him. But are you serious? <laughs> Yes, this, that was the not me. That was before. Oh. But, um, yeah, I only got pulled over because of, like, I forgot to put my tags. They oh. were in my glove compartment. But they didn't harass you or anything? No, they didn't harass me, but I've seen a lot of, just in the neighborhood that I live in, I've right. seen a lot of Oh, okay. Crazy Anybody stuff. over here? Uh, the young lady first, Raymond, I think I saw here. And nobody else saw it, right? And then Raymond. Yes. Um, just two quick things. One, um, a coworker and I were talking about um, like police brutality prior to this, and she was saying how you know white cops pick on like other races, and I had said to her, well, we should have like a police force of all like non-white cops. Let's see what happens. And so to see this whole, like, very, obviously very unfortunate situation, um, like, play out before us, I think is it just shows that it really, it's just hate, it's just evil. And yeah. watching, I, I did see clips of what happened. I couldn't watch the whole thing. But it just, it just seems like the mob, like, there was no one that stepped in and said, like, hey, like, he's down, we have him. We don't need to, okay. c- you know, ex- escalate it. 
And then uh, some of the clips of what they were saying after the fact, like what the cops were saying after the fact, like, oh, he was reaching for my gun. Or, oh. or um, it, it, I mean, it's just a, yeah, it's just a horrific One thing situation. He, didn't he call for mama? He needed beating. If he up there, a grown man asking for mama, mama, didn't George Floyd call for mama too? What now? They didn't call for Jai, they called for mama. What a mess. No wonder they beat him. Yes, Raymond, I'm playing. I'm just playing. What was unfortunate about it? You said it was unfortunate. What was unfortunate about it? The fact that nobody stepped in. Oh, and I see. Like even the mob, even yeah. the riots now, right. it's like the mob We have a society mentality. that way now. Yeah. Yes, Raymond, real fast. I'll make it quick. I was not surprised at what I saw, uh, saw because... This is such an example of what's ever, of the anger everyone is feeling now in this country in one way or another. Anger being pushed, that's good. Absolutely. Did you see it? Did another one you see it? You say you saw it, right? And what was your impression of it? It was really two things with me. Um, first thing, it seemed kind of contrived or orchestrated. I don't, you know... I'm just. You mean the whole act itself? In in some sense, yes. What do you mean by the same way? What does that mean? Um, just like you said, he was calling out for mom, mama, or whatever. Um, it just seemed. I, I don't know. I have no proof of this at all. This is just what I, <laughs> right. you know, like they're trying to. I don't know. Incite some, you know, oh, riots or protesting. It seemed a little too arranged, but. Um, with all that being said, um, the second thing I thought about was, uh, I mean, I'm not from Memphis or whatever, but I grew up in an environment similar to, you know, Memphis. Memphis is a dangerous a area, and <laughs> yes. it's been that way for a long time. Yes, and I, I you know, I know quite a few people that are from um, just an area where there's a lot of black folks. Yeah. And, um, man, it's a lot of anger. I saw, when I saw the um, the young man or whatever, Tyree or whatever, I... I assume he's from a single mother home. I don't. I'm pretty sure he wasn't raised by. Yeah, I think I saw that he had a stepfather. This okay. woman married to somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't know when that happened or if that's true or not. But absolutely, I think she has a. And um, so, he's not used to complying with uh, authority, especially male authority. Uh-huh. But those cops were just as bad. Um, a lot of anger. It was like just a gang beating. Like really to. to to be honest with you. Would you rather get stopped by four white cops or four black cops? <laughs> Man. Uh, I, mean, I would say probably white cops, to be honest I'm with sorry. you. I'm white, sorry? White cops. And, and why? Um, they seem to be a little more um, logical and level-headed for the most part. Uh, uh-huh. um, when black men deal with other black men, it's a lot of ego, a lot of ego and a lot of anger. You know, when, when they're not doing the fake love stuff, when right. they're not, you know, hey, right. you know, so. Interesting. Um, yeah. So. Let me ask this one other black man that question. Would you rather be stopped by four black cops or four white cops? No cops. No, but let's say, let's say they are chasing you. Yeah. And you look in the mirror and you hear the light going off and you see that it's four black cops. Would you, if if you had a choice, would you tell them to go back and send some white ones, <laughs> or would what you I take did. the black ones? It depends on what I did, but 
I would say probably white. And, and why? Because um, what I found in my life, dealing with police officers, I always had great um, sort of like relationship with officers. Right on. And I teach my children to respect officers as well because um, instead of seeing them as a, a threat, you see them as a friend and a help that changes your relationship, your dynamic. Because I grew up in a real crazy neighborhood. And so everybody around me saw the police as a threat. And so in order to change my mind, I had to look at them differently and see that they were actually trying to help the communities. Now, there's going to be evil people in all shapes and forms, including the police officers. But you, would, you definitely want to change the way you look at officers and right. appreciate what they do. Oh, okay. Oh, oh white. Yes, yeah, white people seem so to be on average. To, if you had a choice, you'd prefer to look in the mirror and see four white cops rather than four black ones? Yeah, because, oh, okay. what, because what's going to happen when they see me as a black man and they see that I respect them, then they're going to be like, oh, okay, this is a different black. <laughs> wow. What? Uh, let, me, let me, okay, thank you. Well, you better believe it. If I look in my mirror, four black cops coming, I'm getting on my cell phone. Four black cops behind me, send me some white ones. <laughs> I'm not stopping until some white one come. No. no, I'm playing. I'm playing. But the reason I ask this is because I want to give you an example of the devil at work so that you will watch your thoughts even more so. So I intentionally watched the video. Even my, my producer pulled it up for us too, but I watched it and I wanted to see what the devil would tell me about what was happening. And so I'm watching this video and paying attention to the thoughts. And the devil said, oh, look at that. That's awful. Those four black guys, they beating on that guy. And look at him. And, oh, that's awful. I feel so bad. I can't believe it, right? And all kinds of things he was telling me. And I'm like, that's interesting because the devil doesn't know the truth about that situation. And I'm thinking, well, and then when he called out mama, and then the devil said, look, he crying out mama. I'm like, beta. I talked talk to the devil then. <laughs> I responded. I'm like, beta. Crying mama. But I watched to see what the thoughts would tell me about the situation. And then, so the other day, I would talk to someone on the phone. And we were having a real friendly, nice, loving conversation. Just blank, blank. It was family member, too. And the conversation was really amazing. And so we were about to hang up. And, and at the end of the... Just before we said goodbye, they asked me, well, let me ask you something. What did you th think about that cop situation down in Memphis? What did you think about that? I said, well, I really haven't thought anything about it because I don't know. You got to know that that's wrong. Those cops beat him. They kicked him. They tased him. They were this. And, and he didn't do anything wrong. I said, well, I don't know if he did anything wrong or not because I didn't see the beginning of the video. I don't know what happened before that. And I said, but the one good thing that's coming out of it seemed that finally in America, the cops were arrested. They're going to have a trial. They got a lawyer. These cops would be uh, judged by their peers, I hope. And, and that's what we do in America. And they went off on me. They're like, I can't believe you say that. Little copy, and that was, oh, and then I said, well, another good thing is that at least they can call it racist. I said, the blacks can't call it racist. 
because I was black cops, the conversation was over. They hated me. <laughs> they, they went from love to hate, just like that. And they couldn't believe I was saying that. I was like, look, I'm saying, all I'm saying, I don't know. I wasn't there. I didn't see the beginning of the conversation. I'm glad that they're going to do it the right way, hopefully, by going to court. They could have had me saying, I don't know. And so I thought that maybe that was the only person that would act that way. I'm like, let me call somebody else. <laughs> and so I called up another close family member and asked them what did they think about it. And they thought like every devil-thinking person thought about it. They are either with the guy or with the cop, right? And then, and I'm saying, but you were not there. You didn't see the beginning of the video. The video showed a different story even from Looking at a video, you still don't know what the real truth is, right? Why not have a wait-and-see attitude about it? But, and so I asked, well, what did you think about it while you were watching it? And the devil was telling them the same thing. Oh, this is awful. This is that. And they were going up and down emotionally and everything. I was like, why not practice leaving it at I don't know? And now that person is my enemy. <laughs> they, I, and I realized that with the protesters and everybody that's out there, somebody said it, yeah. that they don't know why they're there. They have a mob mentality, a group mentality, and somebody uses the same devil words to draw them in, and they're out there picking in, holding signs and, and everything, and not knowing what the real deal is. Not knowing. We have a, a court set up where if somebody commit a crime against you, police officer, anybody, Get yourself a little lawyer, go to court, and let, and let that, that work out. That's how we used to do it in America. We did not prejudge the people before we went to court. But this mob mentality, I'm, I'm looking at these people with picket signs and want to hang the cops and want to get rid of all cops and want to do this. I'm, I'm thinking, don't you see that they're setting you up for destruction? Just because some cops did wrong, all right, doesn't mean I get rid of all the cops, but they don't know what they're thinking. They don't, they don't hear themselves. They don't know that they have been seduced. They have no idea. The guy's been arrested. Let's find out what happened if we can. And the course is so screwed up, it's hard to find out that kind of stuff now, too. But we got to come back to paying attention to the devil with all things. Not just certain things. Not just the little things that happen in inside of us, but the things that are happening out there too, because the devil is busy both ways. He's working through others as well. Because you'll go out there and join the picket sign people, and they have no clue. One guy texted my producer, and well, he, he's out there yelling and screaming, look, young guy. And then he's going to text me and tell Jesse to have me on the fallen state. He a beta. I bet he won't have me on. I'm like, what the? You can't come on my show threatening me to get on. <laughs> But it's just all evil. It's just all evil. And you're right, anger being pushed, that's good. But you got to pay attention to all this stuff because the world is set up to draw you in. And especially with the mob crowd. I bet you can't, half of those people out there with the signs and these experts on TVs, they can't tell you the truth about that story. They weren't there. And the person that was is dead. The the guy that was there is dead. He's gone. So that... Let his mama go to court with their lawyer, the cops get their lawyer, and let them work out the situation, however way it goes. That, does that make sense? Am I wrong? 
Yes, ma'am. Oh, and then I come back to you there. I haven't seen the clips. So I was just saying, did the guy end up dying? Yeah. He did. From what, though? Like, from just being beaten, or...? He died in the hospital, uh, according to the report. But I, I only bring this up to show you how, how the devil works the mind. So in any, it's like when you eat and drink, when you're watching situations, when you uh, whatever, watch the devil try to pull you in with lie, and you'll believe it, and you'll start saying it as though you were there, as though you know it to be true. Same thing with rumors or anything else. The devil set you up. God wants you to be conscious. Yes, sir. And then I want to make one other statement, and we're going to be winding now. Yes. Just to add to what you said, um, I would go as far as to say that Antifa and Black Lives Matter and all, any of those people protesting don't care because they those, care five, those five were arrested within a week. So isn't that like the justice they were talking about? They don't care. It's they a, do not it's, care. It's evil, so they lost their imagination and they're being used by other devils. That's all that's going on. Devils are using devils are using devils. But when you overcome evil with good, you cannot be used by anybody. I don't care who it is, because you don't have an ego. The ego will be destroyed. Once the ego is gone, you can't be you, because there's nothing there to manipulate you with. Another thing quickly that I learned, and then I'll take some you guys' hands. Um, remember, I was wondering, why do people love dogs so much? Mm-hmm. They, they think they get love from dogs. I saw a couple walking them down my street, and they had raincoats on the dogs. <laughs> oh, Yellow raincoats on the dogs. That's crazy. Isn't that amazing? Crazy. And I know that, and so I've been wondering, what is it about the dogs? Like, who let the dogs out? <laughs> and so the other day, I did a little test. Oh, before I tell you about the test. Let me tell you this. Don't let me leave without telling you about the test I did, about, about the dog things, right? <laughs> oh, let me see. I made a note. Um, oh. So I got this call on my show this week, and he, he said, in short, he implied or said, implied or said, because I don't remember the whole conversation, that it's okay to be like somebody else. Did y'all hear, anybody hear that conversation about him? He was saying that somebody was trying to be like Michael Jordan. He used that as a, as a reason, an example of being like, who think that it's okay to be like somebody else? <laughs> what do you think about that? Is it okay to be like someone else? Not in my opinion. Have you ever tried to be like someone else? No. You never tried your whole life? Never. Really? I've always, I've never wanted to conform. I came out of the womb that way. If no, they I, say wear black, I wear white. Yeah, yeah. I've heard people rebel like that. Most yeah. of that, those are the people that get on the street and they're a path to. Um, you should never, and so I asked the guy, if you, did you have your hand about this? About the dogs? Okay, I'll come back to you with that. Um, just think about this. If you're trying to be like somebody else, how are you going to be you? You got to get away from you to try to be like someone else, and then once you become like them, you're now acting like them. You're not being yourself. The real you can't even be used by God because you've taken on a, 
Not only the devil's identity, but somebody else's identity. There's never a time to be like, and, and really you're not even like them. In your mind you think you're like them, you're acting like them, you talk like them, you say what they say, but you're still being your crazy self. But in your mind you think you're being like them. You know, I have never in my whole life wanted to be like anyone else. Even as a kid, I, like you were saying, I refused to be like, and I wasn't trying not to be like anyone else. I just didn't want to be like anyone else. I wanted to be me. I wanted to know what it's like to be me. And I would see people taking on other people's identities and sound like them, sound like the preacher, sound like the musician, sound like somebody, blah, 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 right? But I never wanted to be like someone else. Because as soon as you become like somebody else, if you disagree with them, now that somebody else, you've taken on their identity, you blame them. It was you that wanted to be like them. They didn't make you be that way. You don't want to. Now, we learn. From, I learn so much from other people because I listen. I pay attention without judging what they say or do. And I learn a lot from other people. I really do. But I don't want to be like them. God didn't put me on earth to say, okay, Jesse. I'm going to give you what I want you to have, but I want you to go down there. You can be like Jojo if you want. You'd be you. You'd be best at being you. Your own talk, your own laughter, your own smiles, your own self. Does that make sense? Yes. I heard that call that you're referencing, and I want to know your opinion. Do you think, because it seemed on one hand that the caller was saying that he was inspired, that he felt it would be okay to be inspired, not necessarily like someone, but Michael Jordan came from wherever he came from and became a huge icon. So it seemed like he was saying for children or people who want to aspire to achieve that level of success, can they be inspired by that without being like an individual? Interesting. I think I tried to, I tried to heard that and tried to get through that too like that. You say you heard the same thing? Yeah, I, I somewhat agree with, I think that's what he meant, and I do agree with that. Because mm -hmm. I think sort of like how God told Jesus to model himself after whatever that guy in the Bible. Melchizedek. Yeah, Melchizedek. Um, <laughs> so I think that there's like... But it is dangerous because I definitely have done it a lot, so I know that it's a dangerous thing to. But you know, but yeah, I I think there's you can model after something or be inspired in a sense without it becoming too identified. Inspired in what way? And I'm not saying as well. And I want a conversation about this too. So when you say inspired, inspired in what way? Well, yeah, like, I guess in that sense of, like, saying, like, oh, okay, look at this example, and you can, you know, model after maybe this person's uh, um, work ethic or look what they did, look at their, their, their life schedule and different things like that. Like, he was saying Kobe did for Michael Jordan or, yeah, wh whomever. Okay. Repeat what you said, because you said it so well. In terms of the question? Yes. Uh, that he meant you, what he was, and the question, yes. Yes, I'd like <clears throat> to know if you feel that 
a person can be inspired. And by, what does inspire mean? Like, for example, I, um, I'll just use a random example. I like fashion. I like to think outside of the box when it right. comes to that. So if I see someone or when I see someone that shares a similar uh, style aesthetic, I might be inspired by something that that person is doing in terms of that while still maintaining my own individual sense of style, but maybe taking inspiration from that person or when it comes to my writing or whatever it is that I'm doing and have, you know, uh, um, a light uh, that, that I enjoy. I'll just oh, okay. leave it at that. Yeah. The, and what do you, you, you're a creative person, right? What do you think about that? Uh, I think throughout my life I've been inspired by other people, but there's always this element for me, and this is just my own experience, where it feels, uh, how do I say it, almost false, because it's like I'm looking to someone else who's already done something, and it doesn't feel authentic to me. Um, but granted, like, we live in a world now where it's like almost everything's been done. Like, there's no new right. anything. So yeah. I don't know. Um, I do think, and this is something I've been kind of seeing in my own life, is that when I look at other people or other, like he was describing, Hassan, about success, it's like if I compare myself to Michael Jordan's success, then I'm limiting God's ability to... Um, make success for me in my own life. Yeah. And so I don't know if it's good to look at other people because it's almost like you're trying to control a certain thing and, like, we don't know the art orchestration of God's plan. And so if we put ourselves in, like, a box or, oh, I want to be like so-and-so because I want their success or I want their materialism or I want their fame or whatever it is, like, we're not allowing God's path to unfold before us. What do you say about that? Well, I, I think um, comparison, comparing and inspiring are, I don't want to conflate, I wouldn't want to conflate the two. I think they're separate. Can you be inspired without being, without comparing? Sure. You can? Yeah. Okay. yeah, it has nothing to do with comparing or saying, well, I'm not successful enough or I'm not doing, I'm not at my optimal level uh, in whatever it is and comparing myself to where someone else is, it's just being inspired by certain elements because there's nothing new underneath the sun. So I think that, um, you know, what I was asking you is how, what are your thoughts on inspiring versus being like? attaining to be like someone. I know that for me, I have learned to do certain things because somebody else knew how to do it. They had a talent. I'll use building a house. I don't know how to build a house, but let's say I saw somebody really great at building a house and putting the nails in the right place and make it work. And then I was like, oh, I want to build a house. So I would ask them, what is the step to building this house? And I would get the practical steps from that but as far as looking at how much look like they rich from it or they fam- they're famous from it they get all the glory because of it they live on a big hill if you can leave all that out and you can take this trade 
but steal yourself. And I think that's what I hear you saying. But steal yourself, and and your talent will come out, and your design will be different than Michael Jordan jumping up at a ball. Let's say somebody. Let's say that. Because he didn't use Michael Jordan, I think, right? Let's say that Michael Jordan was good at running down the track, jumping up and th- throwing tongue out of his mouth and throwing the ball up. Right? Didn't he do something like that? Yes. And so if I wanted to learn how Michael did get to that point, I would go to Michael. Michael, how did you learn to play the ball? How did you learn the ball? And I'll have him show me how to bounce the ball and run, but I ain't going to lick my tongue out. I'm not going to think about how much money I'm going to make from it. I'm not going to think about how famous I'm going to get from it. I'm not going to think about all the glorious things that he has gotten from it because then you'll become like him and your true design will not come. Because God has given you a special talent, right? But you'll lose your special talent because you, you didn't just learn the practical jumping the ball thing. You're now acting like that person on court and you would never be your best at it because you're not creating... Your own. I remember, and I thought about this, when I was growing up, the old ladies used to get together during the year, the end of the year, and make quilts. And they would make, put these things up, what they call horses, I think. Put the quilt on, they would design these different quilts. But none of them never tried to be like the other designer. They would sit there and chat and have fun, and they would comment on each other. And those quilts turned out to be beautiful in color and different designs and everything because no one was trying to be like the other one. They weren't jealous of each other, but they learned from each other. If you could do it that way, it'll be fine. If you could be inspired just with the practical talent, but nothing else, no other form of identity from it, you'll be great at what you do. That make sense? Yes. Yeah. And that way, if the fame and the glory don't come, that's fine. You're being yourself. If the fame and glory comes, that's fine. You're being yourself. You didn't get your identity from that like Michael Jordan did. Because a lot of guys look at Michael Jordan, they like the way he played ball, but they love the cheers and the applause and the money and the commercials and the glory and the fame. That's what the problem is. That makes sense, Hassan? Yes, sir. Anybody disagree with that? So what I, what I did, okay, you want to tell me something about the dogs. Your hand, you didn't have your hand about the dogs? I did. Okay, go ahead. Because I want to start winding this down. And I saw your hand too, I think. Oh, it's all good. You said everything. Okay. Yes, ma'am. I, I mean, just that uh, people love their dogs because, you know, they obey. They're excited when they see you and they don't talk right. back. It's, they don't talk back. Um, they don't talk back. I, I mean, if our pets really could, I mean, I don't have a pet, but if they did talk back and they did say what was on their mind, it would be a completely different relationship. Yeah. It would be, absolutely. So what I did, and then I have a, there's another point to this. So I went to someone's house, and they had a dog. And so it was time to feed the dog, right? And so when I got there, the dog was all friendly, wagging her tail, trying to jump on me, and all like my dogs would jump on me. And, but the dog would be a friendly friend. I pet the dog, and they okay, doggy. Nice. <laughs> nice doggy. And then some stand out in front of the house there, about to feed the dog, right? And while I'm feeding, about to feed the dog, somebody else walked down the pathway with a dog. Oh, and so, uh, and that dog started sniffing the food. And we're like, come on over, dog. You have some. And the dog that was friendly started growling at me, growling at me and the other dog that were coming to eat out of his plate. That dog turned on me just like that. 
he went from one to no more love. He went from love to hate, like now they're going north. And I realized that all, no wonder human beings think that dogs love them and cats and animals love them because all human beings, all of us are in a fallen state and we, we're living on instinct life instead of conscious life. Animals live on instinct. They do not live on conscious. They don't have a conscious. They were built to act that way. To be, it's all instinct. But people who are in love with dogs, they think they get a love for dogs and cats and snakes and all that. It's because they're on the same level the dog is on. They're on an animal instant state of living. And they think the dog loves them. And the dogs don't love you. The dogs doing what dogs do instinctively. Right? And that's what people do to each other. Because you have not risen, you're in a lower state. You're living like an animal. You're in an animal state of life. That's why people can be friendly and snap just like that. Husband and wife can get married, and the morning after the night of, the anniversary night, right? I mean, the honeymoon night. They snap at each other. Well, what was the love we had last night? That gone now. Because you must, it's all animal-like. And that's why human beings act like animals. Because you don't have love. You have instinct. You've been turned away. You've been falling away. You've fallen away from the light, from perfect love. And so that's why when you overcome anger by going and forgiving, you truly see that you have it. Because when you truly see you have it, you're going to truly know you need to forgive. It's something there that lets you know you got to forgive if you want to enter the kingdom, right? And you'll go and forgive, not just because somebody said it, but because you need, you see you should do it. And he would allow you to see that if you want to see it. And then you will enter in and you'll start to rise in consciousness, the mindset of God. And then your whole life will become back to normal rather than abnormal state, this instinct life that we live. We're trying to get life from each other, from animals, from money, people, places, and things. We don't have it in that fallen state. Men and women don't have it. You're living like an animal, and so the animals don't love you. You just feel like they love you because you're on the same level as the animal. And I, I used to hear lesbians and homosexuals and others say, well, they lo- we love one another. No, you don't. It's the same feeling that every human being has because you're in a fallen state. You're living an animal life. Anybody disagree with that? Yes, sir. Real fast. Right, just a question. A question. Uh, so I'm in a fallen state because I put a raincoat on my dog? Yes. You know why? Because it makes you feel good. The dog ain't happy with no raincoat. You know... <laughs> Because the dog, when God created the animal, he created their body so they can, ha- they can work out fine in the winter, spring, and summer, and fall. That's why they live outside. Their, their bodies shed according to the weather. They have already been, a raincoat was put on them when they were made. But then when you cover it up with a raincoat, you're destroying that body of the dog natural development. And now the dog will become weak and the dog can't stay outside in the cold. Because you didn't allow him to shed off his natural summer clothes. Put on, like we put on summer clothes in the summer, winter clothes in the winter. Dogs do that with their skin. 
Their bodies were made that way. But because human beings are in a fallen state, they even hurt the animals. Look how weak dogs are today. <laughs> you can leave a dog outside, and, and the dog will find food for himself or herself. The dog body will share winter, winter, spring, summer, fall. The dog will protect you naturally. He'll bark when someone's coming around the house. All kinds of stuff. But the dogs are being treated like humans now, and they're as weak as humans are. Not just dogs, cats, and everything. People let dogs sleep in the bed. What kind of sense does that make? You know you beta. Oh, sorry, her son. But, yes, ma'am. I want disagreement. If, if there's, I want to hear it. It ain't personal. Right? Yes, ma'am. Um, when, when I was growing up, we never, um, we never purchased dogs. Right. We would um, see if it had a collar. If it didn't have a collar, it was free game. That's right. <laughs> 100%. My, my parents would tell us that. Does he have a collar? You know, nowadays, you don't see stray dogs, really. I mean, I don't see stray dogs at all because they're just not there. The dogs would naturally, when it's time to get pregnant, the, the female dog and the male dog are going to naturally meet up somehow or another. And the, dog, the female dog is going to resist the one she doesn't want and accept the one she wants. Have y'all noticed that? Yep. Well, maybe y'all haven't because, like she said, we grew up that way. The dogs don't need your help. You're, you're destroying the dog in the same way you destroy it yourself. Let me just get a disagreement. Yes, ma'am. We're in an animal state. That's why we must be born again. There's a higher way of living instead of this low. You don't have to stay in it. Lead the animals there. You grow. Yes. Um, I do question, like... Uh, our instincts and uh, I, um, I agree with so much of what you say but I do struggle with the idea of like you know not being hurt and and sometimes our animal instincts do kick in f- for survival um, yeah what do you what are your views on that that's a very good question it's abnormal for you to have animal instincts Animal instincts are evil, it's of the devil, and it's based on you. It's not about the other person at all. It's always about you, how you make me feel. It's just like the anger that we were talking about earlier. Anger, people think anger is used to protect them. Consciousness protects you. Because in a situation, you're going to stay conscious, and you'll be able to defend yourself, right? Um, You don't need animal instinct. You have the light, the nature, the love of God to protect you from that. He really will. And, uh, but animals, you're just overreacting to situation and not really learning or growing from it and making a whole lot of mistakes. It's keeping you in that animal-like mode because it's just two devils fighting one another, overreacting. But the light of God will protect you. If you need to defend yourself in a practical way, if you're conscious, you're going to see the perfect way of doing it. But if you use the animal state, you go unconscious, and you, want, you can get knocked out because you leave yourself open and don't even realize it, for an example. You know what I mean? You don't need the animal instinct. Animal instincts are for animals. They're not for human beings. We are creating God's image, and God is of consciousness. He's of love. We don't, need, don't let them tell you that you need that. And you should not. The animal nature is what feels things. 
feel anger, feel embarrassed, feel shy, feel afraid, feel this. But the risen consciousness don't feel those things at all. It's just a light. It just is. There's nothing to compare it to. It just is. What do you think about that? Well, so with the, the embarrassment and the anger, what if we're meant to feel them and just to let them go as like an experience? Like, oh, I saw the Taj Mahal and now I've done it. I felt the anger and I've let it go. What do you, like, what are your thoughts on that? What was the beginning of what you said? Um, like Speak if, from the chest a little bit. Um, if animal instinct, like if those emotions are animal instinct, what if, like, what if it's okay to feel them, but we have to let them go? When you feel them, they don't go. They may subside for a moment, and they may turn into something else for a moment. That's it. Is the anger feel anger, right? And now you feel good. That that spirit seems to have passed, and now you feel good. But then sooner or later, you'll feel bad again. Both are animal instincts. You're not supposed to feel though. Human beings are not created to feel that way. We are in the image of God, and He is just love, and He's not. He's a dispassionate God. So it's not based on how he feels, it's based on love. He can enjoy a good dinner. Once that dinner's over, that's it. You know, he didn't get a sense of identity from it. So if another dinner, somebody invites you to dinner and it's bad food, you're, not going, to, you're going to feel the same way about the bad food that you felt about the good food, which is nothing. Can I ask one more thing? Yes. So you said something interesting. You said, um, like, you, you turn it into something else. Sorry, I didn't catch the whole phrase. Um, I also think about that, where what if, like, what if I turn something negative into, like, you know, you cover it with love, like, through forgiveness, and then you're able to turn it into something, um, like, you know, beautiful. Like, I'm going to use art as the example, because, you know, obviously I'm a songwriter, but to take a negative experience and to, to, to view it from a different perspective because my experience has changed because I've forgiven it. Does that make, I don't know if that made sense. Did you understand the question? Yes, because I just didn't hear everything you said. It, pro- it may have been a good question. I think this ties into what we were talking about earlier with like taking something negative and negative experience and turning it into a positive knowing what we know now through your ministry right so understanding forgiveness and loving people seeing just watching life instead of reacting to it knowing what we know now like through her songwriting yeah how she reacts now is going to be different so but there is no in real life there is no negative and positive that's in the fallen state if you're negative, now you got to find something to be positive about. And then if you're positive, something's going to come along and make you negative. And then you're up and down, right? In him, up here, it just is. There's no right or wrong, no negative or positive, no good or evil, no, it just is. And so you don't have anything to balance it with if it just is. And once you overcome that fallen state, you would just be a living being and just living your life, right? Without any ideas, without any opinions, without any wants, without any needs. And you just let life happen. It's weird, but it's beautiful. And I'm sorry I used the word weird, but it's different. We were created to be a living being. 
But because we fell away, we're born into these crazy families, we become a negative and a positive. And that seems like, even though there's no peace in that, it seems like everybody else doing it. Everybody else negative and positive. Everybody else angry. I hear that a lot. Well, everybody angry. And so now, because they say everybody's angry, they're accepting anger as good. Can you be any crazier than that? But in him, there is no negative. In the light, there is no negative or positive. It just is. That's why when the ego is dying, all your little ideas disappear. All of your wants disappear. All of your little plans disappear. Because now you're a child, of, you return to the father, and you're just his son or daughter, and life is just happening without any want or any need. That doesn't mean you're not going to hang out with one another, have fun, laugh, and whatever, right? But you're not going to walk away with a sense of identity from it. You enjoy the moment because you can enjoy the moment in the light and not get a sense of identity from it. You can have fun laughing and talking and, and that's it. And once you laugh, you can enjoy your enemy and your enemy turn on you. Someone said the other day that your friends are your no, your NFC. Your enemies are your friends. No, your enemies are your enemies, and your friends are your enemies. Have you ever noticed that? Your enemies are your enemies, and your friends are your enemies. Isn't that something? And so, see it. So, what now? Sounds terrible. Sounds terrible? Yeah. Speaking to the mic for me. This is so good, huh? It just it sounds like very hopeless. Then, it is. In that state, it's Then what's hope- the point? I'm sorry? What's the point of all of this? Overcoming it. It is hopeless. It is very hopeless. You hear a lot of people say, oh, I'm having a hope. It's hopeless. Your friends are your enemy. Your enemy is your enemy. Isn't that something? Anyone who has anger is your enemy. They pretend to be a friend, but they're not. And they can't help it. It's a hopeless way to live. Last word, Raymond. Yes. I'll make it brief. Just a uh, quick question. Was the reason, I was wondering, was the reason that a dog owned by a friend of my sister starts snapping at me the moment, uh, because I have fear? Is fear a lower instinct? Fear is a lower instinct. And the dog can smell you who you have. Just like a woman can smell a man that has fear. Did you know that you can be way down the road? And a beautiful woman way down this road. And y'all coming together like this, she can tell that's a beta. (laughs) She can tell in your eyes. She can tell the way you walk. She can tell the way that you're like a thousand miles away and now you're already smiling at her. She can tell when she walk into the grocery store, like, now nah, here you come. Can I help you with your basket? <laughs> Hi, how are you? She know that that's a beta. <laughs> she knows she can make you pay for her groceries. Oh, boy. And you haven't spoken your name. <laughs> and so it's an animal nature. So yes, who am I asking a question about animation? Oh, Raymond, yes. Fear is the animal's nature. In God, there is no fear. 
Can you imagine? There's practical. You watch yourself out there. The world is bad, right? Practical. But you can live a life without fear if you die from the ego. And the light of God will destroy that. The darkness cannot handle the light. It can't even perceive the light at all. You know something? But the light can destroy the darkness. When you conquer yourself, you will conquer the world. You own the world. Amazing. Why y'all looking crazy? <laughs> All right. This your first time here? I was here a year ago. Like, a year ago? Yeah. Oh. I'm not from here, that's why. Oh, okay. How you doing? How's everything? Good. Yeah? You doing the silent prayer every morning and night? No. You're not? No. Amazing. And how's life for you? Good. <laughs> oh, it's good? Yeah. What's good about it? Um, basically, uh, I guess I wake up every day and I don't have any, like, serious issues. Oh, yeah, I forgot. That reminds me of a beautiful question. Why do you solve your, and tell Billy, I'm just going to do five minutes of this. Because he'd be like, why are you going to go over all the time? The engineer. Are you going to go over every Sunday? I'm like, what the? Uh, The beautiful, uh, last week question, what was it? Yeah, exactly. Why do you get involved with your own problems? Do, is it involved in them? Why do you get involved? Yeah. What? Huh? Why it, do you get involved with your own problems? Involved, okay. Do you get involved with your own problems? I don't even know what that means, really, honestly. Like, do you try to solve your own problems? I mean, I don't really look at it as problems, you know what I mean? Like, if I have something I have to accomplish, I got to do it, you know, no matter right. what, pretty much. So you never try to solve problems? Like I said, I don't look at it as problems. Okay, nice. Do you ever try to solve your own problems? No. So you never get involved with them? Why not? I don't know how. You don't so know I don't how? know how to solve my own problems. So if it, well, <clears throat> things I just kind of like will go through a thing and, and go through it as I'm supposed to right. without trying to get involved because I know if I try to get involved, I'm probably just going to make it worse. Oh, okay. Do you ever try to solve? What was the question exactly? Oh, okay. Why do you get involved with your own problems? I don't. And why not? I, I mean, I couldn't explain it. I just don't really get involved with my problems. I couldn't even tell you what kind of problems I have. So okay. I don't view things as problems, so I don't get involved with them. Okay. I have no mind about it. Yes, ma'am. You had your hand? Okay. I don't have problems anymore, but when I did <clears throat> get involved with my own problems, it was because of thoughts, because I thought that... The problem was mine. I thought that I caused the problem, and I thought that I can fix it. So when I was caught up in my thoughts, that's when I had problems. But I don't have problems anymore because I let go of the thoughts. Oh, I okay. let go of the problems. I, I, um, because of time, we are totally out of time. Um, in reality, real reality, no such thing as problems. Zero. And you're right, it's, if you think that it is, you're going to feel that it is, and now you, the devil going to make you think you've got to solve it. And when you try to solve it, all you do is create another problem. You go around in a circle just creating problems. But if you doubt the thoughts, and you will when you truly forgive, you're going to know that there's no such thing as problems, and you'll stop reacting to the devil's temptations. All right? 
And so I'm just trying to encourage you. There's a higher way of living that we were created to live. And you got to work on you. You got to pay attention to you. You just can't go down to the front of the church and just up Jesus. And then someday things are going to get better. It doesn't work that way. You got to pay attention to you and what's going on. Know thyself. The beginning to overcome is to know yourself. And you will overcome the world. And I'm telling you, things will start to open up for you. It, it, was, it will become clearer and clearer. Your mind will be clearer and clearer and clearer. And there's nothing like a clear mind. And God said he would renew the mind, meaning that he would clear it all out. And then you would know him and life would be fine. So I want to encourage you to become your own man, your own woman. I don't care who don't get on board. Let everybody else do what they do. You wish them well. Don't get mad at them. Forgive them. And you stay on that path. Stay with it. And like some of the young ladies were saying, it's, oh, it's not easy because the ego doesn't want to die. Because you have identified whether you've kept it alive for so long. Uh, and, and signs of it is when you're reven- revengeful, you want to get back at somebody, you have fear, fear, doubt, worry, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, emotional up and down, all that stuff is evil. It's the nature of the devil that made a home in your imagination. And it prevents you from being with the Father. You got to turn back to the Father. That's all that need to happen. And you'll be fine, all right? So do the silent prayer. Watch the thoughts. Don't do anything about the thoughts and the feelings. Don't attempt to do anything. It's going to be painful, like the young lady was saying. But go through it. And I don't care if it lasts a thousand years. You go through it for a thousand years. Don't let the devil say, oh, oh, where's God? Why God is not helping you? That's the devil talking to you like that. I had some, a lady tell me the other day that, she had no idea, and she was a Bible thumper, real Bible thumper, went to church, did everything. And she started doing the silent prayer. She went and forgave. And she was saying to me the other day, I had no idea I didn't believe in God. She didn't even know she didn't believe in God. And I know what that is. I didn't know it either until things started to open up for me. You can believe in God and think you believe in him and don't. Not at, oh, isn't that amazing though? You can think you really, really believe in God and you have no idea who he is, no idea about him at all. That's why you got to let all ideas go about God, too. No idea. All ideas come from the devil. Even when you read the Bible, Satan's going to give you ideas about what you read. Let that go, too. All thoughts, all lies, all the time about anything. All right. So I know we're a little late, but I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I started, I'm sorry. I started to lie. I'm not sorry. <laughs> but I'm glad. Work on yourself, folks. Most people are not going to go through this. I'm telling you right now. Even God said only a few will find that straight and narrow path. Not intellectually, but spiritually. Everybody can find it intellectually, but not spiritually, all right? So stay on it. And whatever makes you feel bad or makes you feel good, observe it. Don't deny it. Just watch it and let it pass through, and you'll be fine. All right? Uh, it looked like we're not on YouTube tomorrow, right? Because they said that they don't like us because they said that we tried to do some medical stuff about something. I ain't going to mention it here. So, so we're not on YouTube this week. They, they don't play with us for a week. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, we'll be on Rumble, though. We'll be on Rumble? Yes. All right. Oh, you're a BLE. You got to know how to Rumble. All right? So 
Nick wrote a note to say we're sorry we were playing. And so maybe they'll forgive us. Maybe they won't. But we'll see you on the radio tomorrow. And, uh, oh, I don't have a biblical question yet. Hopefully it's tomorrow. The Lord didn't give me anything. <laughs> but just know you're in a fallen state, all right? You're living on animals' instinct. You know exactly how the animals feel. But the animals don't know how you feel when you rise above it. All right? Because the animals are just animals. And that's why you think the, the cats and dogs don't love you. And you don't love them. It's just an animal ego feeling. It's not real. All right? Thank you all. And thank you all. Men's Forum. Oh, yeah. Thursday, Men's Forum. Thank you. Men's Forum. This Thursday, for men only, 7 p.m., the first Thursday of the month. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Thank you all. Have a good one. And thank you all. It was amazing today. Thank you. Amazing. Oh, amazing.